When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. We stream it live on YouTube, and of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom. It is take. Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen, and we are going to jump into the lab, take a look at how this defense responded after that unimpressive, uninspired week three performance. Plus, in the roundup, we got some good news. We got some good news on the injury front from our running back, from our uh, offensive lineman. We'll talk about that briefly and player spotlight a little bit. One of these young players getting some high praise across the board from their quarterback and coach. Plus, if you didn't get a chance to call in yesterday, uh, you can you can call back in today. 351-999-3787 is the call in line. Come on through. I know we didn't get a chance to get everybody in, but it's all good. It's Tuesday. We'll take a look at some of, some of the film uh, from the defense, and uh, we'll wrap to you guys. We got Sky Optics later as well, so keep in. Uh, stay tuned for that. Dan Quinn, he'll be talking today. We'll listen to Dan Quinn. Uh, a little bit of Dan Quinn today, but a lot more of Dan Quinn later in the week as well. And I'm going to tell you something. Woke up today questionable. Qu- questionable. Borderline doubtful. Michelle will tell you that. Borderline doubtful. But I said, you know what? Got to give the people what they want. So we are here, Cowboys Nation. And we are pushing through, as always. What's goody Bomb Squad? <laughs> I do got a question, though. Uh, Tiki, if you're listening, simple question. Nothing crazy. I do want to hear from you, though. Are you still taking Daniel Jones over Dak Prescott? What do you say, 100 times over? I'm just curious. Are you still taking Daniel Jones 100 times out of 100 over Dak Prescott? Huh? You know what that smells like to me? It smells like gap. I don't get it, man. Uh, just, just leave the hot take stuff alone. Just leave the hot take stuff alone, and just go with just go with what makes sense. Daniel Jones looked like absolute last night. Yeah, he did. He did. The Giants are terrible. 
All the things we were told coming into this season, I even believe they got better. I ain't gonna lie to you. I didn't think they got that much better, but I thought they got better enough to be a bit more cha- nine and seven again, maybe. You know, nothing crazy, but boy, they suck. And Daniel Jones is terrible. And when we talk about an anomaly years, right? We talked about this with Dak Prescott. We said, hey, 15, 17, that's an anomaly. He doesn't do that often. Look at his career. People said, oh, Daniel Jones, turn the page. Only five picks and then whatever turnovers. Boy, he got about 10 interceptions, six fumbles this year. He's just terrible. It's just terrible. And they paid that man a hundred and something million dollars. Good Lord. <sighs> I ain't gonna lie. It feels good when, you, when your division rivals absolutely suck. So I just wanted to open up with that. Because it was Monday Night Football yesterday. We're going to be playing the Seahawks. A little bit of soft scouting with the Seahawks. But that's so far down the road. I think these teams will look different by the time we get there anyway. But with that said, Cowboys Nation. Or as my guy would say, I'm bringing this back, by the way. Now that we've said hello... <laughs> Big A, tell Chef to call in the Vachas show today. Yeah. Yeah, I would love to hear from Chef today. We'll see if he's in there. He won't be. But let's go ahead and hit this roundup. Uh, we got some good news to talk about and hopefully better news by the week's end. Here we go. It's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. 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 It's time. time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you, Cowboys Nation. Following Sunday's victory, both McCarthy and Dak had uh, some high praise, very high praise for Jake Ferguson, who is coming into his own. Uh, over the last couple of games. Here's what McCarthy had to say about Jake's basically career day in his young career. He said, I think you're seeing a guy that's paid the price. He's got his weight up from year one to year two, and he's going to need to maintain that. I remember in the offseason, right before the start of the season, Jake Ferguson talked about how he lost a lot of weight during the season, uh, not understanding the ins and outs of being a professional athlete and what could happen during a professional football player, I should say. And what could happen during the season. So him and Hendershot, for that matter, both lost a lot of weight. So he understands his diet changed. He has to eat differently. His body different, B. So I think we're going to have to continue to see how he his, his body maintains throughout the year in regards to being able to hand th- handle things from a pass or from a run blocking standpoint. Because one of the things that McCarthy also said was, they're asked to get in there and compete in the C-gap and the D-gap area, and we're also asking more of those guys in protection as far as assignments. In the passing game, though, he has a real good feel for man versus zone. Very, very bright football player. Very, very instinctive football player. Uh, Dak on Jake Ferguson's you know, ascension here. It's no surprise to me because he's a guy that loves the game of football. You know how I feel about that. I, I, I don't take that for granted. Do you love this game? He's a guy that has confidence through the roof. Obviously, you could throw into tight windows, and he's going to come down with the catch. He may take a hit, but he's going to get up and let the guy know that it wasn't anything. You know what I mean? He's a very physical player, and he plays with a lot of energy, and he closes with he's really just scratching the surface of what will be a long, successful career for him. Something that I, I talked to Vach about 
was I think we kind of forget this is a second year player. You know what I mean? Like this is a second year player. No tight end besides Jason Witten really in their second year really was going crazy. They were still actually developing. In fact, we really weren't expecting a second year tight end to be the number one tight end since Jake or since Jason, I believe. Ferg stepped into those shoes and not only is he expected to be tight end one, but he's expected to be the leader in that room. Uh, McCarthy was talking about being a mentor in that room for guys. And, and look, he's a second year guy. That's that's an interesting task, in my opinion. But to date right now, his 17 receptions are tied for six in the NFL at the position. He's got the seventh most yards after catch at the position. He's tied for second in contested catches at the position. And he's tied for first in missed tackles forced at the position. And if you're into PFF grades, I'm not all the way into those. Uh, I, I, some people are. Hey, if you're into that, of the tight ends with at least 20 targets, there's about 15 of them, I think, roughly. He's sec- He's the second highest graded tight end in the NFL. Yeah. And this is with being, what, the fifth, fourth, really, option, maybe fourth option tops going into these games. So it's an impressive start to the season. It wasn't an impressive start in the first game. But ever since then, Jake Ferguson has pretty much come into his own. And they talk about the breakfast club that he has with Lunda Wells, where they watch film and try to figure out what they were thinking and whatnot. I mean, this kid is just, like Dak said, scratching the surface, man. And and I truly do believe he's going to help you moving forward, uh, given the role that he has. Because, again, he's not going to be a guy you're likely going to target 125 times in the season. But because of his ability to get yards after the catch, he can take uh, those targets that he gets, those opportunities that he gets, and make the best out of them. Uh, Hence, seventh in the National Football League in yards after catch. So, shout out to Jake. Well-deserved praise early in this season at the quarter mark. Let's see what happens in this next quarter. Injury news, injury news. So, uh, Rico Dowdle, we got an update on Rico. And thankfully... Thankfully, it is not a serious injury. It is a hip bruise. In fact, to the point where McCarthy said that you know he has a chance to play, a good chance is what he said. But obviously, McCarthy has said that before. However, the fact that it's not a, a hip fracture, it's not a, a ligament or something in that hip area, it's just a flat-out bruise, oh, that's wonderful. That means that Rico should be good to go, uh, if not this week, likely next week depending on how severe the bruise is, but it sounds like it's not that severe at all. Um, and I would love to have Rico in this game. Again, we're we're going to be talking, tomorrow we start, Okoye Wednesday, we'll be talking about this Niners game. But I'm just thinking about what the Cowboys had going into that game last year and what they have going into the game this year. It's, it's just night and day difference. And if you can have a Rico Dowdle in this game, I think he helps give you that physical presence behind Tony Pollard. Uh, and these two guys, I think, would have a big role. So I'm just crossing my fingers that Rico would be available in this game, at least to to play most of it. Uh, you don't want to see him you know, get nicked up and come out the game. But uh, we would love to have him. We'd love to have him. Another guy we'd love to have is Zach Martin. And Coach also said that there's a quad situation, like a bruised quad. So this isn't he pulled it or anything like that, a bruised quad. And he also has a good chance to play, talking about Zach Martin. Again, for me, I, he doesn't need to practice to me. Uh, so if if you see Zach Martin out there, uh, you know, DNP all week, 
it, it's for me, it's not going to be till Saturday when we get kind of that inside information from Gelkin and, and, and Pat where they say, hey, according to sources close to the situation, Zach Martin is or isn't playing. Then I, I'll panic or not panic, right? Uh, but I'm just waiting to see approach with Zach Martin. Tyron Smith, though, it's another guy I would love to have back in this one. Look, Chuma, we appreciate your services of what you're doing. You know, it's it's been a lot better if we're being completely honest than we thought, uh, especially since left tackle, he was horrendous in camp. But there you you see kind of the mental breakdowns, and it's the mental breakdowns that scare me more than the physical breakdowns. Now, physically, he's got a challenge if he's going to be left tackle against this front, you know, you know, Bosa and those guys. But Mentally, what I don't want to see continue to happen is we're getting free rushers because we're we're just not sure what we're doing sometimes. And I get it. You know, you ain't play left tackle in forever. But we can't have that against this defense, right? Can't have you can't get down to the five all all, all the all the way. I mean, also bad play call. But you can't get down there and allow a free rusher on a play action play that wasn't designed for that, right? You can't get confused on a basic wasn't really an exchange. It's a basic blitz where you're allowing the, the inside guy free access when you're supposed to get the inside guy and Dak accounts for the outside guy. And like we can't have those mental breakdowns. And we've seen that in every single game that he's played this year. Uh, and, and that's what bugs me more or concerns me more than the physical aspect of his game. It's the mental aspect. So I'd love to have Tyron back. Coach said McCarthy is getting better and he has a chance to play. I don't really know what that means at this point. He said, I'm sorry, he has a chance to be limited. That's what he said. He has a chance to be limited on Wednesday. Eh, we'll see. We'll see, Ty- Tyron. I would like for Tyron Smith to to not rush himself back because we know what happens when that happens. We've seen it in 2021. We've seen it before. He nicks himself back up, and now we're back at square one. Uh, let's see where Tyron's at by the end of the week. And hopefully him and Zach Martin and Rico Dowdle are good to go. Yeah, Jay Jack said we need a healthy tyrant, 100%. 100%, man. You know, again, I think given what we thought of the of him, talking about, I'm trying to say this as nicely as possible. Given what we thought of Chuma coming into the season, after training camp, wasn't great though, right? But I do think he has played better than what I expected him to play. But enough for me to be like, hey, let's just roll Chuma out there all year. I'm still not there just yet. I personally, I know I feel, it's just me personally. I don't know about y'all, how I feel about Awesome. I, I'd love to see if Awesome is able to kind of gain some momentum at that left tackle spot. But he was apparently a left tackle backup on Sunday. So that's good to know. Um, we'll see moving forward what they do with Awesome Richards. But I just think from an athletic standpoint, you get awesome and Tyler Smith on that side. Boy, that's a fun. I think you can start doing some of those outside things. This is back-to-back weeks, right, where we got, and again, I'm kind of going into the offensive film. We'll be switching to defense. But uh, we had these questions asked, like, yesterday, hey, what happened to the outside things? I, I really do wonder if it's because they don't have Tyron Smith out there. You know what I mean? Ty- Tyron, in both of those games, the first two weeks of the season, was getting out in space right? Pulling and whatnot. We're not really seeing that when they have Chuma at the left tackle. Both weeks, you're not seeing uh, Chuma getting out in space at that position and and using these guys on the edges. So something to think about. And and I feel like you're going to have to throw everything at this team in regards to the 49ers on the offensive side of the ball. 100%. 
Princess said retirement tour for Tyron. Probably. Probably going to be his last year for sure. Uh, T-Dub says, if Chuma's going to play tackle, I need a schoolmaker over there every pass play to help him. I mean, in certain situations, yeah, T-Dub, I'm with you. Uh, from time to time, he handles his own. Again, to me, it's the mental stuff that worries me because that's going to get, that's put on film now. So teams are going to see, oh, he struggles with stunts a little bit. He struggles with, you know, you know, just just throwing sugar in the gaps, throwing guys in front of his face, and then maybe doing a simple blitz. Yeah, that's going to get put on film, and teams are going to take advantage of that at some point. And uh, at some point, you'll get a blindside sack, fumble, and we're going to be screaming at Dak Prescott, hey, you got to see that coming. And, and next thing you know, it's, hey, Chuma just had a simple blitz pickup or a simple assignment that we didn't have. So we got to clean that up if he's going to be at left tackle moving forward. All right. We got a couple calls on the line, but we'll keep them there because I do want to turn the page and talk about this defense bouncing back from the horrendous performance last Sunday. And as you guys can see in the thumbnail, this is us, right? Or that was us. This is us as a TV show. Do I have that up there? Let me see. <laughs> that is us. Okay. That is us. Now this is us is what Dan Quinn said. And that defense helped kind of put that game away. And looked more like themselves. And Dan made sure to let you and I know that was the type of defense we like to see out there from Sunday and each and every Sunday. So uh, we're going to take a quick little listen, about 38 seconds or so, of Dan Quinn speaking about that. And then we're going to get into Sky Optics about what I saw uh, from the defensive film. Yesterday, that was us. Uh, the energy, the hitting, the ball hawking, flying around and creating that that speed, that's, that is us. And that felt more like our style and attitude and how we want to play. So that was really cool to see. I think I said to you last week, uh, this is a group of Warriors that I'm uh, certain will respond uh, in the very best way. And I certainly saw that in a lot of instances and in a lot of areas. But uh, one thing that I definitely respect about them, there was never a time to uh, point a finger at anybody else. We were all upset, myself included, but it was with ourselves, not with one another. And uh, you know, that part we took very seriously, and uh, I was certain we'd have a better performance. Uh, I agree with him. I think that this was uh, one of those situations where if you're pointing a finger at somebody, it's the it's the finger that's pointing back at you, the thump. And trying to remember these guys in the locker room, I didn't hear a whole lot of blame game of everyone else. Uh, Shouts out to J-Ron who came out right after that game and said, look, man, if if I make the effort here, if I do this, these guys were definitely pissed off at themselves. And it was it was simple fixes, in my opinion. Um, and we saw those things get fixed. So this is what kind of what I saw from my optic view, uh, just a few different things. And then we'll, we'll jump into the film room here quickly. But I thought there was a more disciplined team out there. And that's something they're going to have to carry over in the week five. As much as we know about the Niners, they like to play eye candy games, pre-snap, post-snap. Those are the things that kind of give the Cowboys trouble a bit. However, there was success last year. Like I said, we'll get into that more throughout the week. But you have to be disciplined against that team, and you were going to have to be disciplined more in this game, at least to be to gear up for week five. You saw them more gap sound. They set the edge a lot better, and there was less hero ball. There was a whole lot of hero ball in that Cardinals game. Against the Patriots, these guys just said, we'll let the plays manifest themselves. If we all do our jobs... I'm expecting my partner to do their job, and we should be good to go. And for about 95% of that game, that's exactly what happened. So it was good to see these guys become more disciplined. 
Uh, the defensive tackles were impactful. The stat sheet might not show it as much, right? But they were extremely impactful in this game to help keep those linebackers clean to cause that chaos at the line of scrimmage or the accidents is what I like to call it, right? Like, I need you to cause some traffic at the line of scrimmage. And occasionally, you're going to have to be the cause. of Like, you're going to have to cause the accident in the backfield. And you saw that with Hankin. You saw that with Mozzie. You saw that with uh, Osa Digizua. These guys made their mark on this game to make it easier for those behind them. They weren't shooting those gaps, right? Like, for whatever reason, the, the game plan or guys were just going rogue. But just too much shooting the gaps from the defensive tackles last week when you didn't need to. When you shouldn't really be doing that against a team that likes to do gap exchanges and whatnot up front. And it just, it burnt you. But yesterday, or I'm sorry, Sunday, that wasn't the case. I thought the defensive tackles were, were staying at home. They used their brute strength. And, and you saw, I think, the impact of, of when Hankins doesn't have to, or not doesn't have to, isn't trying to be a hero him damn, his damn self. Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think Demarcus Lawrence gets enough credit. Don't. I think he's him. I think he's a stabilizing force on this defense. And honestly, I like it this way. I like Demarcus Lawrence not having to be the guy all they put in the microphone in front of. Now, now that's Micah. Right? I like Demarcus Lawrence kind of being, let's just be completely honest. He's a Robin. But boy, is he a fantastic Robin. Oh, man. With so much talent on this defense now, right? Coordinators, I mean, I don't know what they're saying in their meeting rooms or whatnot, but, and I'm pretty sure because of how specific coaching is now and tape is crazy, I'm sure they're like, hey, we gotta be, we gotta watch out for number 90. But because of the other guys on this defense, because of that guy, number 11 on this defense, you can't pay as much attention to Demarcus Lawrence anymore. You're paying way less attention than in years past, and I think it's costing teams. I mean, you're you're seeing week in and week out. They are putting tight ends on this guy, and it's comical. It is absolutely comical. And again, if you're in the grades or whatever, Demarcus Lawrence is a ridiculous graded player both in the pass rush department and run stop department. He is one of the most complete defensive ends in the league, and he do, it doesn't get talked about by anyone except Cowboy fans, and half the Cowboys fans didn't want him or don't want him on this team. So it, it's just strange that you know he doesn't get the credit. Maybe it's because he's not getting 15 sacks a game, but look, man, Demarcus Lawrence is a stabilizing force, and he showed his worth once again. I think in every game, really, even in Arizona, I don't think that a lot of that was D-Law. Just don't, you know? But I, that's something that popped out every time I'm watching. I'm just like, hey, man, D-Law, once again, hardly out of position. Just here, forcing things back, pursuing backside. And we'll see a couple of those plays here in a second. But, man, talk about a stabilizing force. All right, let's jump in and just take a look. We're, what we're going to do is pretty much just take a look at a bunch of plays from Sunday's game. Got a little fun with it. I don't go too, too crazy with it. And I thought right away, this is the very first possession, or, yeah, very first possession of the game. Might even been the first play of the game for the defense. And they did what? They were disciplined. They set the edge. They showed that energy. They rallied, and they flowed. And I know we're going to see, uh, if you take a look at J. Ron Curse right here, he's kind of going to get mauled. But that's okay. He took one for the team. This is what I mean by we're not playing hero ball. We're going to set the edge here. 
Disciplined ball on the outside by Donovan Wilson. J-Rock beats his guy inside, and he just happens to meet number 60 or the, the offensive lineman. And he gets mauled, but it is what it is, man. Like You, you got to take one for the team. Excellent finish by the defense. So I, I'll, I'll live with that, okay? Hey, y'all. Take a look at Mozzie's get off real quick. Oh, come on, Mozzie. Look, it wasn't every play that he was getting off like this, but take a look at Mozzie's get off, y'all. And you got him and Jonathan Hankins just controlling that line of scrimmage. This was Mozzie had a really good game doing what he was supposed to do. But Mozzie had a fantastic get off here. And take a look at Hank, though, man. Big Hank, this is what he's brought here to do. I don't need Hank to one gap all damn game. I need Hank to get get on his guy, extend, see where the play is going, release, and make the tackle at the line of scrimmage. That is a Jonathan Hankins play that we want to see. Just fantastic work there by uh, Jonathan Hankins and Mozzie Smith controlling the line of scrimmage. Those guys were menaces in this game, in the ground game, in my opinion. This was the uh, scoop and score. And just Dante Fowler, this is why I didn't want to get rid of Dante, because he's going to get you five sacks or six sacks in a game, and a lot of them are going to be like this, where he just has that elite pursuit and elite hands. I mean, this is still what makes him great. There's the stab, and he just fights all the way through, Strip, scoop, score by LVE. I mean, Dante Fowler, y'all, he's our fourth, what, fourth rusher on his team? On most teams, he is your sixth man or he's a starter. It's your strength right there. Now, this was a play I, you know, I didn't really like, but I felt it was fair to showcase. So one of those situations where somebody's got to shoot the gap here. Uh, first off, I just want to point out, Ghost in here. Ghostin is likely supposed to shoot in front of Orlando Brown and he'll have backside containment, but he kind of gets thrown down by Orlando Brown here. You know, so the work is done. I do believe that Donovan Wilson is maintaining his backside containment here uh, and he eventually does shoot the gap. Now it depends on who do you want to shoot. You want LVE to come downhill or do you want LVE to continue to glide and find the traffic? But at some point, you, you've got to shoot this thing and contain because you got backside help here as well, in my opinion. But not a terrible play, but too much. This is one of, I think, Zeke's biggest plays of the game. But they learn from it. Trust and believe me. Osa, Hankins, controlling line of scrimmage. And, and this is why I say when people are ready to get rid of Osa, Digizua on rundowns, I say, I don't think y'all watching the film. Osa, Digizua is still good on the rundowns. Now, if you take a look at him, he handles a double team, swims, gets rid of him. And he competes in the line of scrimmage and gets, I think that's a TFL, but I think it might be right at the line of scrimmage. But this is what Osa was doing at UCLA for a little guy. He was taking on these double teams, maintaining his ground. He gave ground slowly, but he he recovered very well, gets rid of his guy, and gets a tackle at the line of scrimmage. Same as Hankins. Hankins does a good job here not giving up too much ground either. Just good stuff by your defensive tackles. This is what I meant by your defensive tackles, in my opinion, were impactful. Now, what happens when you keep, almost called him Le'Veon Bell, Marquise Bell clean, bro? What happens when you keep him clean? We talked about this against the Arizona Cardinals. I personally don't know if he makes this play here, but Marquise Bell does. When you keep Marquise Bell clean, you can do a lot of things with his speed and recognition. I'm going to slow it down here a little bit. This is why I think Marquise Bell makes his play, not the other guy. When Bell recognizes where this thing is going, he's already downhill. There is no hesitation with his game. He's downhill, slides under the block, 
makes a play at the line of scrimmage. But when you back it up, Bell makes a tackle there, but the guy who really made the tackle, once again, Demarcus Lawrence. So much attention you got to pay everywhere else. Demarcus Lawrence coming backside here is one of the best backside pursuit guys in the National Football League. 54 does a great job setting the edge. This is, again, that discipline we talk about. You don't want to just scream upfield. Set the edge, set the edge, force it back inside. Marquise Bell, Demarcus Lawrence, great play. Hankins, disruption, LVE, sees ball, get ball. Y'all know the, y'all know the movie, Bad Boys for Life. That's how you drive. For now on, that's how you drive. That's what I was screaming at the TV when I saw LVE do this. First of all, take a look at Jonathan Hankins causing that disruption. We talk about we want chaos. We want accidents. We need you to be a force at the line of scrimmage. Knock back. Look at that knock back by Jonathan Hankins. That's going to open up a huge lane here. Hey, y'all, look at LVE. I'm just going to let it play. That's how you drive. Oh, let me run that back. All that patty cake, patty cake, baker's man stuff that LVE does too damn much. This is how you do it. We don't wait around for it. We see it. Click. Go. Just keep going. He doesn't stop his feet. He's driving through it. Let me tell you something about this play. This was the same exact type of play that LVE got held on last week. You know why he got held? Because he stopped his feet. LVE didn't stop his feet here. This is what we need from you, LVE. This is just why we get upset because we see you do this. Good play, LVE. Dorrance's arms are strong. Hey, DA said, I want to get a part of this party. Uh, Hankin clogs the lane and Bell fills it. So what I mean by that is we'll let it play when we're running back. Uh, just Dorrance Armstrong just being a goddamn man here. Jeez. Uh, all right, run this thing back and see how this play started. So if you take a look at Jonathan Hankins, he's going to once again control the line of scrimmage. Forces, if you look at uh, this, Demondre Stevenson. Yeah, Demondre Stevenson. He wants to come here, all right? He wants to run right down this lane, but Jonathan Hankins is closing and Marquise Bell is right there waiting for him. So he has to cut it back. <sighs> Look at D.A. Look at Dorrance, whose arms are strong. Get off of me. I like that play from Dorrance Armstrong, man. Again, discipline, gap integrity, containing the edges. You love to see it. Coverage didn't have to be crazy in this game because your front seven was going nutty, but this is a typical cover four right here. These... Uh, cornerbacks are all going to go back here. Boom. Everybody's dropping. Everybody's dropping. And this was when, for whatever reason, McCorkle thought that, okay, I got Deron Bland on the backside once. I'm going to try just to throw across my body again. And DB just baits him. He's baiting him right here. His feet are stopped. Look at that creeping up. I'm, oh, by the way, Deron Bland's at the top of the screen. Let's it go. Pick. City, pick up the phone. You're making a house call. You love to see it. Anything but, man. Anything but. Hey, this is the play I put on Twitter. Michael Parsons, y'all. I mean, it, it, Michael Parsons is over here circled, okay? He's going to attract three guys on this play. And I'm going to show you exactly where that happens at. Right here. That's three guys. One with the stab, 271, and here comes 60. Watch where, 
Watch where Micah ends up, though. One, two, three, four. Four bodies. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Gets out of the trash. This guy's a menace. This is a pick six. This is so dope to me because this is now three out of four games. Michael Parsons has almost single-handedly caused the same damn interception on the same side of the field because he's chasing down. There's that hunting mentality, that energy that we didn't see in week three from the defense as a whole that Michael Parsons showcased right there. And J-Rock, you owe me 25 push-ups. Should have been a pick. Should have been a pick. Uh, probably another play I didn't like here. Let me see. Okay, yes, this is a play I didn't like here. All right. This is, didn't, hey, LVE, didn't we just say see it and go? We just said see it and go. You see it? Just shoot that thing, bro. Here, here's, my, here's my thing about this. I said this before, and I think it was Cameron Jordan who said it too. If you're going to be wrong, be wrong at 110%. I still don't think you're wrong if you shoot the gap here. Because you got help back. You see, I got help over here with 33. Just shoot that thing. Nice cut by Demondre Stevenson. Clark said, I got you. The very next play, if I'm not mistaken. Demone Clark, who had a career, not a career day. Might have been a career day, not sure. But he had a season day. Put it that way. This was the best game of his season. He led the team in stops with three. And he had six tackles, which were second on the team. And he had to tackle for loss right here. He sees it. He diagnoses. He dips. And he closes. We're not stopping our feet. We're going. We, we don't wait around for it. Check out the dip. It's a great move right there. He knows 71 is trying to come up to the top at the, and dips his shoulder in. Fires the lane. Gets a tackle for loss. That's how you drive, Demone Clark. That's how you drive. So those are some of the plays that I saw in this game that stuck out, stuck out to me. I know we can go to the sacks. We can go to the other pick and things like that. But I think this game was won at the line of scrimmage, and I think we'll be saying that a lot defensively. Is Hey, this game was won at the line of scrimmage. This game was won at the line of scrimmage. When the Cowboys don't win the line of scrimmage, it's going to make things a lot more difficult for any defensive backfield uh, but against any team. But they absolutely dominated that D-line and or offensive line. And what they did, which they have to carry over into week five, is they were disciplined because – we know the 49ers, they're going to show you so many different things. They're going to, they're going to try to get you to be here, <clears throat> excuse me, when the play is going to be over there. And even when they're running here, they're sending 17 bodies to that side, and they're going to make you sift through the trash. And you can study all the film you want. You could, you, sifting through that type of trash, the Niners are used to. That's how they play ball all the time. That's why you see... Christian McCaffrey be excellent in trash. That's why you see Elijah Mitchell, these guys be excellent with trash. Defenses is hard because you don't really practice that type of stuff every single week. But the Cowboys absolutely were disciplined last year. And for about 90% of that game, I thought they played extremely well against that type of run. But you're going to have to be on it every single snap uh, defensively. And I have confidence they will because we've played well against them defensively. It's going to be the other side of the ball that we're going to need to put up some damn points because that's what we haven't been able to do against that defense in years past. Now, there's no more D'Amico Ryans over there. That that could be a different story. And, and based off the little bit that I've seen, I think it is a different story. We'll get to that tomorrow. We'll get to that tomorrow. But that's what I saw. Let's go ahead and hit these phone lines. We got 609 on the horn. Let's get to it. What's up, 609? Yo, what's going on, Scott? How you doing this morning, man? What's good with you? I'm good. 
Hey, man, so I know you're talking about the defense right now. Uh, I didn't get the call in yesterday. Uh, I just wanted to make a point about the offensive red zone. So um, I think I think what we're lacking, and this isn't the only problem, but I think we need to start throwing some more, like, fade routes. Like, you remember Des Bryant back in the day would just go up and snatch it. Like, Michael Gallup's a big body dude. He used to do that at the beginning of his career. I just don't think CeeDee Lamb could do it. He almost had one last week uh, in the corner of the end zone. He just bounced off his hands. I think we just – if we just – yeah, you know I mean, throw some fade routes in the corner of the end zones. And I think we I think are. It'll help us a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I think we are. I mean, we saw in 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 uh, Arizona they threw three of them. One was to Cooks. Actually, all three. Cooks got one. Lamb got one. Gallup got one. That's a lot of that's a lot of fade routes for one game, by the way. And then last week you saw uh, C.D. Lamb get one, and this is something they're conscious of. Uh, I think McCarthy he thinks yeah. it's one of the high level plays down there. I personally think we just need to find an identity down there. I think we have an identity between right. the 20s, and we're kind of in an identity crisis down in the red zone. So once they find that, which I fully believe they will, then then you'll see the red zone numbers start to go back up. Uh, but I think we're in an identity crisis down there. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. That makes sense to me. Tony. Um, that makes sense to me. I, I also think – like the offensive line issues have been a problem, so that doesn't help us either. You know, get Dak in space a little bit. You know, get him on the move, roll out. You know I don't I mean? like, like the uh, rollouts like, uh, though. I don't like that. No, 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 bro. no, 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 no. I, I don't mean the play action bootlegs. I just mean like you know, like the, the sprint, the sprint right. I don't you like know, that. Move the whole line. Yeah, I don't like that. You don't like that? No, nah, not down there because you're cutting the field in half. Like the the only the uh, only way okay. you the only way you really should do that, in my opinion, is if you're if you're. Uh, Condensed, and what I mean by condensed, you got kind of like a thirteen personnel, yeah. and maybe you got right, right, right. CD as the only receiver. So, so the, the 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 defense is condensed, and you kind of got one on one on the outside, uh, and you snap the ball, you just run it, and it's CD or nothing, right? And you just you just sprint it out and throw the CD. Right, right, but, right. But we have not been doing well cutting the field in half in the red zone because teams are playing umbrella coverage, right? So they're dropping back. Five guys, so not seven guys, and five of them are to the right side where you're rolling out to. So you got a two on five. That you know, I, I'm just not liking cutting the field in half at this moment because we're not setting it up right. So once we start to set it Correct. up, Correct. then maybe I'll be Correct. back on that page. But I, I just don't like it right now. I think right now we need to be more downhill, less horizontal until we until we figure things out. In my opinion, bro. All right, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm with you. That, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really thinking of it like that. Kind of makes sense. I'm kind of with you there. Um, the last thing I got for you is, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how confident are you in this game? Uh, coming up on Sunday, I was who was I texting? This is was it you, Professor? I was talking to. I have this this calm confidence about this game. Yep, yep. it's it's a calm confidence. Yep. I'm about to be out here because yep. look, these are two fantastic teams. They got our number right, so I have no yep. room to talk trash yep. about the 49ers. Nope. None, right? But nope. I I do think going into this game, this team is is a, is different than the last two matchups, quite literally, for right? For sure, right? For they're they're, they're, sure. they're this is a different team, uh, and they're a different team. This is going to be a battle. I don't yep. think this is this is going to come down to fourth quarter once again. But again, it, but look, I'm not going to sit here and fake the funk to you. I'm not about to be out here banging my chest like, yo, the Niners is trash. No, 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 Like, nah, bro. But I am confident that this <laughs> no, team never. can go out there and get the dub for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, like I. Like last year, it was so close. We just we we just didn't have the pieces. Like we just we we were missing one more piece. Pollard went down. Didn't have nobody. 
Now, not only do we have one more piece, but Jake Ferguson year two is going crazy. Way better than Dalton Schultz. You know, we got Rico. Hopefully Rico can play. You know what I mean? Rico, because, I mean, he's banged up. But if he mm. can play, that, that fucking, that, pardon my language, that power that he runs with, you know, that just, mm. uh, that physicality, like Tyler Smith being back, hopefully Tyron's back. I just think we just got a, a lot more pieces this year. Just, just a real. I don't even think we've seen like the Brandon Cook explosion yet. He really obviously hasn't Ooh, done much. Oh, I want to he's talk about solid. that. So I, I, yeah, I yeah, actually yeah, he's been solid. Yeah, I actually but, reached out about about well, kind of reached out, but got, yeah, I'm not going to disclose everything. However, they are aware <laughs> in that meeting room about Cooks that they are they are ready to unleash that. And they are just like us. They uh-huh. they haven't been able to game script, whatever. Uh-huh. But they are aware. They know how defenses are playing them. They're respecting Brandon Cooks' speed. But I'm about to watch the film today. I do think there's yeah. opportunities in this game. This is this is I do think there will be opportunities. But I'm watching like, the film today. But I'll get back to it. Yeah, like I said, he he hasn't had that like that game to be like, okay, this is what we got. So like if if it happens this game, I think it'll it honestly be the turning point of the entire game. Like I think that'll give us the edge that we didn't have last year. Brandon Cooks can really go out and just, and, 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 you know, maybe just get shit, get a one sixty yard deep bomb, something, just something to turn the tide of the game. I think is, is going to be huge. I, I just, I'm really excited to see if they can get him going this week. Yeah. We got time. We're figuring that out for sure. Hey, great call, man. Appreciate it. Big dog. Oh yeah. Appreciate you, Scott. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, I should ask you why you were on the phone. Somebody said I sound like, do I sound robotic on the phone? Are you still here? Okay. Okay. Chris more than it was you, so I, I I think you're good, man. You sound good to me. All right, so you can. The only thing I came here on the phone, yeah, the only thing I came here on the phone is when you play like the coach clips from like McCarthy or or Schottenheimer or whatever. Like, there's a couple of times I've called and I I couldn't hear those clips. But yeah, that's yeah. the only problem. Like, yeah. So so you guys won't hear those clips if you're on the phone trying yeah, to listen to the sure. show because the clips are actually yeah. embedded in the show, not embedded in my in my uh, right system yeah. here. So. Okay. All right. Appreciate All right. it, man. Yep. All right. Let's keep it moving. Let's talk to Kobe from Tennessee. What's up, Kobe? What's up, brother? How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. You sounded uh sounded robotic. That was you who said that. Uh, but yeah, well, uh, the caller sounded uh, clear, but you you still sound a little robotic. But it, I mean, it's understandable. It, it, I, I it might be because I'm nasally right now a little bit. Somebody said, "Take care of your cold." I'm still sick, so I might sound just a little nasally and <laughs> slurring all over my words yeah. and stuff. But you know, that that uh, might be it. Hey, you're good, man. You're good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. So um, I was I was trying to call in. I actually tried to call in last week, but uh, with work and everything, I always end up too late to make the make the uh, call. But all, it is bro. what it is. But yeah, no. Hey, we we felt good. You know, uh, as far as going into the Niners, you know, uh, my my biggest thing is you know everybody is so focused on what happened the last two times we played this team, specifically in the playoffs. I mean. And this this is a totally different Dallas Cowboys team. It's a totally different San Francisco team. All we need to focus on really during this game is figuring out how to calm CMC and then make sure that them wide receivers aren't running over top our DBs because we can't have, you know, Ayuk and Debo going nuts on us and keep that open and then let CMC just come through and do what he does because we all know what he can do. But we can do the same thing. Uh. It's just how, you know, how well is that front going to hold up against 
you know, their defensive front because that's a pretty stout defensive front they got too. To say the least, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's, that's probably just being nice right there. That's a, this is a very good defense. Um, yeah, we're, oh, we're going to yeah. break all of that down in depth tomorrow for sure. But but yeah, man. It, oh, okay. It, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, we break down the opposing team, and, and I know it's it's tough. It's tough not to talk about it. This is a big matchup. This this probably could have been nah, a four day sure. situation. Um, but but I, but I, I do feel I do feel good defensively though on our side of the ball. Yeah, Offensively, sure. it's more of a mystery. I just want to see more. Oh, but, sorry. No, no, no. It's, offensively, it's more of a mystery. I, I, I keep interrupting you, my bad. Oh. I was just going to say, look, I, I just want to see more from our wide receivers, man, to be real. Going forward, not not just San Francisco, but every other team we face. You know, I, I need to see more from them guys. Let me ask you a question. Specifically CD, man. What do you mean by that? What do I mean by that? Going up and getting the ball, that's been my biggest gripe over the last few seasons is just not putting the effort to go after the ball. Not, I mean, it, they got effort. They put effort in. But there, there's a lot of throws that Dak has made that definitely could have been caught, and this is going back the last you know year, two years, where it's in their area, and it's almost like they just give up. And, you know, last year a lot of those give-ups resulted in picks. And... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me as a viewer, but I just feel like there should be a little bit more effort to go up and grab it. Where was so? If this was, if you were talking about after Arizona, I I, I could, but obviously, I had a whole rant about the effort from from uh, CD Lamb. But where where did you see that issue last week? I'm confused. No, 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 no. Not last week. Not last. I week. mean, that's what I, we're I'm ta- talking but, in general. In general, but where did you see that issue against the Jets? Where did you see that issue against the Cardinals? I'm sorry, Cardinals against the Giants. Against the Giants, well, that I mean, that was a hell game. It, it was raining like crazy, so I ain't gonna hold it against none of them. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying because if I'd have to go I back don't have an issue with, with to give you some examples. That's what I'm saying. I, but I, I, where, I where is that issue at? Besides, besides the play that we all got on CD Lamb about, right? Like, hey, man, you you got to jump for that ball. I just, I just think it's weird. We we talk about the effort after a game where I thought Jalen Tolbert's and and CD Lamb caught a touchdown pass deep. That was a good effort. Jumped, got the ball. Uh, Michael sure, Gallup, sure. there, there was yak ability, there was yak things after the catch there. I, I thought your wide receivers gave you great effort on Sunday, so I just thought it was interesting that that's that's. If this was Arizona, I agree with you, but after that game, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, really see sure. a lack of no, effort. And our wins, they they've definitely, especially in those like uh like yard after catch type moves, specifically by CD, a, a lot of that has been. Let me ask you a, a lot better this year. Is it the CD Lamb Arizona like not jumping for the ball? Well, I mean, that that was just one of them from this year, yeah. Like I said, I'd have to go back and look for sure, but, I mean, it, there hasn't been a whole lot of drop balls considering, you know, Prescott's got some okay, I mean, you know, completion percentage this year. Okay. He's like second in the league. Uh, oh, oh, it's, oh, yeah, it's second in the league, but you, you know what I mean. It, it, I don't. Comparatively, as far as what we're doing scheme-wise, it makes sense that he would have a higher completion percentage than last year. You know, sure. it's not a lot of – Deep balls like Kellen Moore like to do, just to throw balls what, to the random, what if you I, know, person downfield and hope he grabs it. What if I told you there's actually more deep balls? There's probably been more completed deep balls, probably because it's schemed better under McCarthy. In my opinion, I, I feel like it was. I just, I feel like the the balance is better this year. Mm-hmm. 
but again, I'd, I'd have to look. My next call in, I'm gonna I'm do a little research and I'll come back with some numbers or yes. some specifics. Like I said, I I urge you to I tell people all the time, check out uh, Patrick Nosey Walker's scientific uh, the science lab or whatever. He he, I should say Absolutely. whatever the science lab. <laughs> he he asked me. I was surprised at this. The Cowboys are actually attempting a little bit more deep balls this year. Uh, than the uh, 2019 and 2020, 2021-2022 seasons to start than they were in, pre- in the past year. So it's interesting. It's interesting. It's just not many deep balls in the middle. And that's where the issues were last year. It was throwing those deep posts to C.D. Lamb with the miscommunication down the middle of the field. Uh, and honestly, I don't miss that, to be completely honest with you. I don't miss it at all. So, Not for sure. For sure. I, 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 feel, I definitely like where this offense is. I feel like it's still not 100% as far as, like, on oh, yeah. rhythm, but, yeah. but once Man, it does... Mid-season form, right? Vosh talks about it all 100%. the time. We ain't even that mid-season form, yo. We're still figuring some things out, and uh, I, I, I like... And I'd rather that happen now than, yes. than, than us be trying to figure it out later. There you go, Kobe. So I, I can't complain there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, hey, I, I appreciate the call, man. Salute. Appreciate you, Kobe. Yeah. I, yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> Kobe. Kobe hit us with a less ride on the way out. That's something I've been talking to some of my friends about is that, hey, I'd rather not be peaking at this moment and winning. I'm talking about offensively. As opposed to the opposite from what I've been seeing over the years. We've been starting off high flying, going crazy. And by the time we get to the end of the year, we're like, oh, teams have figured this out. We don't really know which way to go. It's, 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 it's ugly, right? Um. I don't even think we've, we've scratched the surface offensively, right? We we know what we want to be. Like, we know what our identity is, but I still think there's certain things within the offense, right? The builds, the variations that we haven't even tapped into yet. Obviously, the Brandon Cooks one is a big one. Um, but, yeah, man, I, again, the mystery of this offense still excites me because I think there's so much more that we know is there that they've shown that they, in, in regards to camp and whatnot that hasn't come out yet. And that's also what they're talking about down there at the star as well. That's also what they're talking about. But uh yeah, from a from a effort standpoint, if this was after the Arizona game, if this was coming into the season where last year we saw those weird things with C D Lamb and Dalton Schultz in the middle of the field and Michael Gallup was doing the same thing too. I understand that. And maybe it's a carryover for Kobe of last year's effort situation, and then we saw what happened uh with C D Lamb in Arizona, but I am curious if if I'm on an island here, if y'all agree with Kobe, is there an effort issue in totality on the, in this wide receiver room in regards to all four games, right? Not just focusing on one situation in Arizona, but all four games. I don't, I didn't see that. You know what I'm saying I, I don't see an effort issue yet. I hope that it never pops up, but I'm seeing some damn good effort from Tober. I'm seeing great effort from Gallup. Prior to that stupid thing from it was C.D. Lamb, he's he was one of your yak guys catching the rock and showing effort after the catch too. I think they're and he said going up and getting the ball. Um, I don't think you're going to complain about C.D. Lamb in the Jets game going up and getting the ball. A lot of effort there, you know. So I think the effort is there in totality uh, over the season. But in that Arizona game, yeah, I, if you came out here after the Arizona game, I couldn't say nothing to you, bro. Like I went on a whole ten minute tangent about how he needed to show better effort right there all right let's keep it moving we got twan on the horn what's good twan yo what's good sky what's good how you doing man i'm good how are you 
man. I'm good. I'm just chilling, trying to recover from this cold and stuff. Been listening to you. First and foremost, join the club. I never lost faith. I never lost faith in this defense. You know, what I'm saying? I know last last week was an off week. You know, what I'm saying with the loss of Trayvon, and you know, we just only, we just didn't come to play. But I knew they would bounce back because I know this that's what this team is about. Hello. Yeah, yeah. I was asking the chat if you were low. You sound low to me, so I turned you up a little bit to the chat. Can, can you hear me now? I can hear you. You just low. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, going into the San Fran game, I really I really do feel like we could constantly beat this team. Like everyone does like to talk about how like, oh, the last two years we did like we just didn't get it done, that didn't get it done. Well in totality, I really do feel like and I think I saw a comment somebody said this that like it was really just that was really a stalemate game. Like if you really thought about it, the forty nineers didn't get nothing going offensively until like maybe like the last That's their last uh, drive. Fourth, yeah, that last drive where I believe if Trayvon didn't miss the uh the, the tackle on uh, George Kittle. I think we're and really he dropped the pick. That too, that too. I forgot about that. So yeah, I really do feel like like this taste that 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 taste was a better taste than everybody last year. And I don't. And if you saw Dak Prescott, as I really hope he is going to come into this playing pissed off. He's like, all right, I got me. Up. I'm about to this team up this this Sunday. And then uh, last thing for the after call, I just want to say I feel like we're going to get a breakout game from Jalen Tolbert. I really like him. Like his effort. This past this past weekend, bro, like I don't know, bro. Jalen Tolbert to me is just like, man, y'all, I'm here, like I'm confident now. Like y'all yep. gonna see South Alabama, like y'all gonna see me, and I really thought we're gonna get a breakout game from him this this week. His teams are not gonna really pay attention too much after you know with Cooks and CD and even um, the, the tight ends as well. I really thought we we're gonna get a breakout breakout game from Tolbert. But that's all I got, guys. Always, I'm gonna continue to watch this stuff. Appreciate Salute. you. Appreciate you, Juan. As he was talking about that, I was just sitting here thinking, like, I would. I would definitely draw something up for Jalen. Now it's got to be within the structure of the offense, right? Like you want, you want to establish the run game. You want to get CD going, maybe even get Gallup going, uh, Cooks and those guys, and then one of these times, because Jalen Jalen gets a, a decent amount of snaps, right? One of these times, and a lot of it he's blocking or whatever. You, you get Jalen, maybe slant on a fake block and get him upfield on a deep route. Let just let him fly a little bit. Let him fly. You know, again, I haven't watched the film for this year, but just just thinking about what happened last year, one of the things that frustrated all of us, me and Foots were talking about this, the whole the whole Illuminati group was talking about this, and uh, even you saw some quarterback coach or quarterbacks former talking about this as well, the the chink in the armor, right, the Achilles heel, the kryptonite for that defense last year was attacking these guys on the outside, down the field, outside the numbers, and down the field. When the Cowboys did that last year, they were successful. When the Cowboys tried to play that that nerf ball, or when they nerfing your offense, and and it wasn't even like in the West Coast style, right? Where West Coast is getting double slants going, you're getting some some picks going, you get some rub routes, and, and that's how you're creating some of these passes underneath where you're getting guys open. No, it was hooks. Yeah, a bunch of hooks. You know, when you did attack outside the numbers, when you did attack downfield, you you had some success against that team, and you even saw it against the the previous 49ers game in the playoffs against the Seahawks. So I'm hoping that we come into this game and we're not a whole bunch of hooks and curls and, and, and flats all game. Uh, but we do attempt. Now I got to get, I got to watch the film. They play a lot of cover eight. They, they, they do some of these things. I would like to see them though, if they can, if the defense allows it, uh, get a couple shots, take advantage. If you can take advantage of it. Let these dudes fly. And, and one of those guys, like he said, they might be paying attention to him. Jalen Tobin, oh, they about to run the ball. 
Oh, we're getting a slam. We're getting a comeback. Jalen hit him with that sluggo and just go get it, Jalen. Seven six zero. What's up? Seven six zero. What's up? Going on, Sky? What's up with you, man? T- turn down the radio a little bit. Going on, Sky? What's up with you, man? T- turn down the radio a little bit. Okay, got the TV. My fault. Or the TV. Are you listening to me on the TV or the phone? Okay, yeah, you listening to me on the TV. I got you on both. Phone I, I, I need you on the phone, my guy. All right, I got you. I got you. You got me now? All good. So, first off, I want to say yeah, big fan of you and Vox, you know? Thank you, man. Been watching for a minute. First time calling. Well, appreciate but, you calling man, in, Big Dog and Sport. You was not playing about those foul weather fans. I had one yesterday at work. For real? Seems like he might have put the San Francisco gear on. I was like, man. See, the usually, usually the foul weather fans don't come out after a win like 38-3. But because of the opponent that we're playing next, I can see it. I, I can see it, yeah. Yeah. Quote, unquote, them being realistic, but... You know, it seems like giving them a little too much credit, not giving our defense enough credit. Yeah. Like, you, not number four. I talked about this they don't yesterday. Talk about that. I talked about this yesterday. Like, hey, your team nice, man. Like, like maybe I just we just got to keep it simple. Talk like we in the barbershop or talk like we at work or something like that. Because we, we're very analytical. We look at everything about the team and whatnot. But I guarantee you, 95% of other fan bases, or at least the teams we played, uh, fan bases, if they're not trolling, right, if they're not trying to be trolling, oh, you ain't done nothing in 30 years, oh, Dak Prescott, right, if they're not trolling and you just take a step back and say, all right, let me stop playing real quick, 100% they probably be like, hey, y'all nice. Your team nice. Right. Like, you you, you don't, you don't got to go, you don't got to be a foul weather fan like your man at work talking about some, oh, you know, 49ers is going to beat us, man, we trash, or whatever your friend is saying at work. But that's whack to me, dog. Like, your squad nice enough to where you should have confidence going into this game. If you scared, go to church. I'm going to keep saying it. Even if they lose, you shouldn't Man. be going in here scared. Your team is good. You ain't get blown out by the Niners the last two times. Exactly. One bad, bro. That just fires me up, bro. That type of fandom just, just annoys me. I can see if we was trash. Ready. I can see if we were trash. Your team nice. I digress. Go ahead. I mean, you're pretty much hitting on the nose, uh, Scott. It's like, I think this team is way better than the team that played San Fran last year in the playoffs. Way yes. better than the one the year before that with Coop and Gallup and CD. Bro. Because the OC changed because well, Mike that. McCarthy is implementing stuff yeah. that Dak likes to do with the West Coast. So I just feel like it's going to be a way different game. <laughs> Both teams going to be playing horizontal and then throwing vertical shots and playing stout defense. Yeah, this is this is going to be a this is going to be a one of them ones. I think on the season when when we look back, your uh, your your fans talk about a game of the year type situation. I, I fully do believe that. I, I think both teams are playing. I think at a high level right now and. 
have great coaching staff, great talent, great schemes. It's yeah, it's gonna be one of them. Well, I'll just end it with this. Uh, you know, I got chose a little different route. He chose to put some faith in the Cowboys. Got a bet with one of the guys at work and uh, you know. Let's go. Let me ask you something. There's some big things out there. Is the bet with your with, with the Cowboy fan? It's not the same one. It's a different San Francisco, you know. It's the San Fran fan? bringing up that it's exactly. Okay, thank goodness, man. Because, bro, if you made a bet with a Cowboy there was a Cowboy fan yesterday on Vi- if you making a bet with a cowboy fan that week, bro, just 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 eliminate them from your fan your fan life, bro. They can still be your real friend, like, like friend in life, but when it comes to talk cowboys, don't talk to me, bro. Why am I betting with you if we gonna win or not? We on the same team. They want the out, Sky. They want the out. That's why appreciate they do you. that. All right, big dog. Appreciate the call. Good looking. This type of fan, man. You know, I, 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 I should be immune to this by now. I should be immune to this. Sickening, man. Jack, Jack, what's good, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I got you loud and clear. What's up with you? All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sal, when I don't do damn disrespect, I'm going to use my inside voice on this because I had to go back and be a student again. I was watching the, I watched all the games leading up to this week. And every game, we've unpackaged a new wrinkle in the open field. And we've implemented different strategies for different teams without unveiling our hands fully. And I think this week is going to be a unique week because now we have the threat of uh, not even the threat, but now now the bully is on the block and we owe this bully one. And I was, I was having a conversation with uh, 49ers fan and he was like, man, we drop 30 every game. I said, but y'all don't do that against us. I said, it's not going to be one of those high-scoring games that y'all got had. Just like y'all really ain't played nobody for real with y'all division. And then again, and, and San Francisco don't like teams that fight back. They're playing teams that they can't get in the chin and then take them out of the game. Once the team starts fighting back, then, then they start looking shaky. But I think this week right here, and just like I said yesterday, we can walk with our head our head held high this week because they don't want to see us just as bad as people say that we don't want to see them because that threat of us dethroning them and debunking mm-hmm. all the ideas of San Francisco being this super team is is is, is that a is that a hope right now? And like I said, bro, we 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 got something in the tank for them. And when when we when we when we pull all this this stuff out, there's gonna be a lot of crow being eaten. All right. That's just how that's just how confident I am in this, bro. Like we got we got guys. We got we got we are them. You know what I'm saying? And people they they're saying because what they're used to they're used to us 
going down the field, taking these deep shots and not moving as meticulous as as we we're doing now. See, everybody wants us to win the way that they want us to win instead of us winning the way that we're winning. But at the end of the day, we're winning. You know what I'm saying? And the social media and the, and close, the yep. fans who – oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. And fans that aren't fans, they, they, they have a problem with what we're doing, but they don't see the results. You know what I'm saying? And that's mm. crazy for me, bro. Tell you what, one of the things that Jalen Hurts said, and I like Jalen Hurts the person for sure. Uh, the player, I, I hope he goes out there with those three picks every game. But the the person, he said, when when was winning not the main thing? When is it? When is winning? When has winning become not the main thing? So yeah. All right, Jack. Jack, appreciate the call, good brother. All right, man. Jack, Jack called from Jupiter. Shouts out to Jack Jack, man. <laughs> Jack Jack called from Jupiter, didn't he? But yeah, when is winning not the main thing? One, one, one of the things me and Vach were on the same page about coming into this year was I don't give a damn how it's done anymore. Right? Now, obviously, there is a standard in it. I'm sound like Jalen Hurts. There is a standard you got to play to. That, that's 100% fact. But no, like when you get to certain parts of the season, when you get into that to the offs, winning's the main thing. I said this sometime during the offseason. Had you won that ugly ass game with your ugly, I gotta find that. My wife knows. Uh, had you won that ugly game in San Francisco, you'd have been walking away happy as hell because we done did something we ain't done in 30 years. Right? So. I don't care how this gets done. Just get it done and get out of there healthy, right? Learn from it and be better whether it's a, a dub or an L. But I, at this point, whether it's 500 yards, whether you hold them to three points, get the dub. I always talk about week-to-week league, and it, and it didn't hit me to the last few years where it's like, yeah, week-to-week league, but also week-to-week league and end it with a dub. Like, I don't care how the dub gets done. We should be beyond how it looks. This ain't the BCS. We should be beyond that uh, and, and just get it done, especially against this team. You want style points, y'all, or do you want to win? I want to win against this team. Don't care how it looks. You feel me, Nacho? My man, Will. What's up with you? Been a while, my man. Hey, listen, uh, this is a this is a psyche game. We can we can say that it's another regular season. It is the fifth week. Win or lose, you know, it, it, it's it's about what we do in January. But bottom line is, this will be a psychological warfare heavyweight fight, and this game specifically to, I believe, our Dallas Cowboys and that football team in that locker room. This is that game. It, I, I, the players are not going to need any inspiration, motivation. If it doesn't, if it's not there on Sunday night, then you know where things are headed. That that night, I'm going to be there live. I'm going to drive 45 minutes away. It's going to be go. a packed house. It's going to be a packed house. Going to be loud. 
Uh, and I'm hoping that we're going to see, I, I would love to see maybe 30 to 40% Dallas Cowboy fans. The tickets, again, like we spoke a while back, are out of this mind, extremely overpriced. Um, but uh, I'm hoping that's not going to sway the, uh, the visiting team cut coming in. But uh, I'm excited. The question I have for you is how are we looking offensively, our offensive line heading into this Sunday? Do you know any updates? Uh, apparently, Zach Martin, according to McCarthy, but that was that was Monday. We're on Tuesday. We'll see. But Zach Martin has a good chance to play this week. That's what he said. He has a bruised quad. I think they're going to monitor it all week, and hopefully, you know, it it gets better because you need him out there, right? So, so you'll have possibly have him, Tyron Smith. There's a good. Uh, he's getting better, according to Mike McCarthy. There's a good chance he could be limited on Wednesday. Uh, so. We'll see. I don't. I don't anticipate the whole starting five to be there, but it'd be nice if we can at least roll out what we had last week. Heck, and you know what? Well, uh, I mean, we may not be at a hundred percent, you know, on the whole line, but if, if 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 there is a possibility that that starting five might be playing some snaps together, that's that's something to be excited about. Um, and uh, just listen. listening to a few. Just listen to a few things. Uh, um, you know, it, 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 we, we, we are moving the football very well. We don't have a problem moving the football against any football team between the 20s. It's what we're doing in the red zone offensively as one part of the game. We can, if we can change that tone on Sunday night, and I'll tell you what, the Dallas Cowboys, I, this is my little thing, we play great on Sunday night football regardless of where we're at. So I'm hoping that we're going to go in there and uh, and make it that type of a thing. Purdy has had a, a, a comfortable pocket. They've won 14 games. He's he hasn't lost it. Breaking down the whole day. You know what I mean? Well, we got to We if we rattle him, when he gets rattled, he, you know, just like anybody else. He gets happy feet, and that's what we got to like do. Mike McCarthy is just like anything else. Yeah, we're going to break down. We're going to break down that offense. Oh boy, We're going to break down that offense from top to bottom tomorrow for sure. All right, Will. Thank you, Will. It, yes, sir. It, it was nice. I want to touch, uh, touch on care. one thing you said, Nacho, but um, after we get off the phone. But, hey, man, enjoy the game. Be loud. Be proud. And let them know. Represent Cowboys Nation strong, man. All right, my man. All right, my man. You have a, you have a blessed day. Thank you. Yes, sir. Promise y'all we're gonna break it down. Like, come on, you know how we do on this show. Me and Okoye will be here tomorrow breaking it all down uh for y'all. Will we have film? I don't even know if I want to even touch the film at this point when Koye comes on this show. So we'll see. Uh psychological warfare is what he call it. Psychological. So yeah, I hear what you're saying on the psychological warfare, Nacho. Yeah. I think this game has the potential to be one of those games that does something for your season. And this might sound hypocritical. This might sound, well, Sky, you just, if it's a win. I don't think this derails your season if it's a loss. But I think it can do something for you if it's a win. When's the last time there was a regular season game with this type of importance to it? Or potential to be. Potential to, to be so damn meaningful. The game that popped in my head, as Nacho was saying, and the game that popped in my head as I was thinking about that was 2009. Uh, undefeated on the road. 
Thursday or something like that. Might have been Sunday. One of them weird games. In New Orleans, Cowboys had just lost Demarcus Lawrence to, to, the day before, or a weekend before. Demarcus Lawrence, we thought, what, or not Demarcus Lawrence, Demarcus Ware, we thought wasn't going to play. And he went out and played, and he had the sack fumble to end the game. But the reason why I bring that game up, they were 13-0. They were looking for an undefeated season. They weren't holding back. They were going for the gusto. Dallas was still in a fight in the NFC. Mind you, this is still in the midst of not winning a playoff game since 1996. Right? 95, 96, whatever. This was in the middle of that drought. Cowboys get the dub on the road. Ends that game. Ends their, their undefeated streak. And they go on to win a playoff game. I know it's like, well, Sky, it's just a playoff game. I get it. But they, they went on to do something they hadn't done for a long-ass time. So, I, this early in the season, a lot can happen prior. That was later in the season. But this kind of has that feel. Do y'all remember a game of, of significance like that one? Like, do you... Let me ask you this question. Is this game equal to that? Is there another game I'm missing between that 2009 and now? Uh, I remember in 07... You know, 10-1 Cowboys, 10-1 Packers. That was a fun one, too. But from 09 to now, what, you know, I don't recall off the top of my head a, a game of that magnitude that, that I thought, that I think can have a potential to, to be a catalyst to the rest of your season. That victory in New Orleans was a catalyst, in my opinion, for the Cowboys to win a playoff game, do something they hadn't done in a long time. I feel like, yeah, week five, but this can be a, a situation where it could be a catalyst. Because, look, you need to know, even if you see these boys in the playoffs again, I can get it done against them. Is there another game? Saints 2014. Saints 2014. Is this 2014 Seattle? That's what I was thinking, Jay Recruiter, 2014 Seattle. I think I could probably put that up there, too. I think Seattle, when you went to Seattle, that was when Seattle was Seattle, and you showed you can win that game. Um, did that spark? I do think that I, that's one. I'll put it up there. I'll put that one up there. 16, Pittsburgh. I'd put it below those. Fair enough, though, but i put it below those ones. Oh, we didn't beat we didn't beat the Patriots, so that don't count. I was I was 07. Talking about dubs. Seattle 09 Saints. Yeah, I think those would be the top two from that time frame. Can't I can't really think of any other ones. Sixteen Packers. That's sixteen. You could probably go rattle down a sixteen year and, and be like, "Hey, this game, that game." Hey, thirteen to three. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sixteen Packer game. Hadn't probably won up there in a while. Yeah. Went on and went on a nice little streak. I ain't mad at that one either. I ain't mad at that one either. That one didn't feel like such a lopsided type situation. Like everybody is on the Saints in that time. Everybody's on the Niners, obviously giving you history. Cowboys kind of rolling in those years, but 18 Saints, no. Ain't, you know. I get it. And I was thinking of that too, OS, when the Saints came into your home, right? 
Those other games are on the road, by the way. That's why I get the I get the sixteen Pittsburgh Steelers. I get going to New Orleans, going to uh, Seattle. I know what you're talking about. That Saints game where it was an ugly game. They won like thirteen nine or something weird like that. Thirteen twelve. I, I don't know what it was. And um, the J. Lou game. We always bring this up. The J. Lou game. You did go on to win a, a playoff game that year. Um, but I don't know if that was a game that sparked us. I don't know. I'd have to go back and look. But I get you. I get it. But that 9 Saints game, 13-0, going on the road, prime time, getting that victory, I do think set you up for what you saw happen in the playoffs there. I just do. And I think this game has the potential to be that one. That's what I was thinking. Good, good recalls, though, on some of those games. 9-4-5, what's up? Hey, what's up, Scott? What's up with you? Oh, my bad, my bad. Um, Yeah, so I had a statement and then a question. Maybe you can help me out with that. Um, So, like, far as the game goes, even if we win or we lose, the goalpost is always going to be moved for the Dallas Cowboys. If we go in there, we win, it's always going to be, oh, the Cowboys are going to show later on in the season. So I'm not even trying to hear that. That's fair. And my question is... uh, Oh, that's fair nationally. But what, what... I mean, I'm guessing what Nacho was talking about internally, internally, because we don't care about the goalposts. You're right. You, Cowboys got to win a Super Bowl. The nationally, no one's gonna give a damn. But internally, I do think it is. This is a very important game to know that you can beat this team that's had your number the last two years. I do think this is huge, and maybe that's a gift and a curse because if you don't win, maybe internally you think, "Oh man, we we can't do it," right? Which I hope that's not the case. But if you do win, what that can do for you moving forward, man, for your confidence, I think it's huge. Yeah, 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 for sure. So my, my question was actually about Mukwama. I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on that because I know he played in the in the playoffs uh, last uh, – yeah, against the 49ers he came. And I, I felt like he did pretty well. So I was wondering maybe Dan Quinn could possibly use that like as a weapon, you know, uh, you know a familiar foe type of thing because I don't know how um, – Number thirty, what is it, Thomas? You know, yes. I know he's pretty. Uh, he's a rookie, so he playing good. You know, I don't know. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. So Izzy was needed because we we had significant injuries, right? Um, if Izzy was was needed in this game, yeah, I, I'd be like, hey, you got a guy that showed that he can play against big slots, and and they use big slots, right? Um, it's funny that you brought that up though, because yeah. when I when we're going to talk to Okoye, I got some thoughts about weaponizing some of these safeties. I don't necessarily have Izzy a part of that, though, but I think this is a game where Bell and Thomas could be interesting weapons based on how they play. And Dan Quinn noted on it. Again, I'll get into all of that uh, when we break down the team. But you needed him because you didn't have Jordan Lewis. Jordan Lewis is yep, looks yep, yep. healthy. I don't know if y'all you know watched the film, but but Jay Lou, I don't know if he got a like bionic foot. But he looks more athletic than he was prior to the injury. I don't know what's happening out there. But Jay Lou's flying around out there, y'all. And um, and he's obviously getting his sea legs up under him. But I don't think you're going to need yeah. Izzy. I think you got your nickel cornerback. Um, but maybe Izzy is active in this game to, to combat what they do on the opposite side of the ball. But I don't I don't think you need him. I think I, you talked about Brubman being a rookie. I mean, I don't care that he's a rookie. I think there's... I think Thomas brings something to the defense. We've been trying to figure out how to get him involved on this team. This could be the week. But, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to need Izzy, but he's there if, if, if anything happens during the week. Okay. Well, I appreciate that, Scott. I just wanted to give a call in. First time calling. So uh, I'll try to 
uh, call in more often now. Hey, pre- appreciate the call, man. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was having this thought process uh, leading in, leading into the study. Is that or listening to Dan? I'm sorry, listening to Dan. He was talking about the things that they can do. Is they're a versatile offense, we're a versatile defense, and I just kept thinking like, hey, getting a guy like Wanye Thomas involved in this game could be something. Getting a guy like Bell involved in this game could be something, um, because of what they try to do with mismatches and moving guys everywhere. So. Uh, we'll talk to Koya about it more. <laughs> and don't call in if you're the NASCAR pick. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. Good stuff, man. Let me go see if I missed any of these super chats. Where you at? Bing bow. Bada bing, bada boom. Realest guys in the room. How you doing? All right, super chats. Super chat. Shots out to Ike. Appreciate you for the $2 donation. He said, Cowboys Niners about to look like Bills Fins 2.0. What do you mean by that? Which one are we? Got to be, be a, bit, a bit more specific. I'd love to be the Bills in that situation. Eddie. Shouts out to you. Super chat. He dropped two and said, we got cheat code Trey Lance. Go Cowboys. Hey, hold up. Eddie, that's real, right? It's real. That's real. I didn't even think about that, Eddie. We were talking about Will Greer and, and the Pats and, and joking around because let's be honest, man. Pats ain't good. But we do got Trey. Bring Trey on into the defense side of the room. Hey, man. What do they do? Like, nah, in all seriousness, though, I don't think that matters. Uh, the Niners are not hiding what they do. The Niners ain't holding nothing back. They are who they are. They're going to play their style, their brand of football. It's, it's up to you to respond to that. But that's true, though. We we do have Trey. Maybe he can give us some insight. Super chat. Princess dropped one and said, Hey, little bro, appreciate you, Princess. Loving Dak's new cadence. Here we go. He was doing it last year, though. I think a lot of people missed that. But, yeah, I, I like the here we go. There's some people who don't like the here we go. I, I like it. And then some people was getting upset because Cooper Rush came in there. That's the cadence. That's what they do, man. It, it's it's his version of Omaha. If y'all remember Omaha with uh, Peyton Manning. But I like here we go. Personally. I appreciate the Super Chats. Oh, 100 grand trying to call back. Hey, 100 grand, you had to call in another day, man. The energy you brought in two weeks ago did not carry over to that game too well, Cowboys. This ain't the week, 100 grand. This ain't the week, Playboy. Holla at me on Monday. Uh, <laughs> he came in here with that. We fit in the and went out there and looked like trash. No, man, we don't need that energy to this. We don't need that energy, bro. <laughs> no, sir. Not this one. Not this one, Big A. Mm-mm, no sorry, Bobski. No sorry, Bobski. Let me go ahead and, re- and, uh, re- and refresh this, y'all. All right, we good. <laughs> this ain't it. 
I don't need her to grab card. I'm telling you, Sky, man, they gonna run the ball. We go, we ain't gonna be able to muck it up. We, I'm just saying, Sky, we ain't gonna be able to. And next thing you know, we out here getting ran on. Nah, hundred grand, not doing it. Not this week, bro. Later, man. Uh, on your way out. On your way out. Hit the like button, man. We'll be back. Vosh Lombardi live. We'll be covering uh, are we Tuesday. So film. We're doing film. Actually, we're breaking that offensive line. And if you miss his Patreon, if you miss his Patreon, y'all need to make sure y'all roll into the Patreon, man, and check out the O-line. I think he's probably doing defense today. And check out the O-line breakdown. I mean, we're going to be talking about it today, mostly about Tyler Smith, who is, again, if you're in the PFF grades, he's the number one ranked offensive guard in the league. He is on his way barring injury to a Pro Bowl season, if not all pro. Dude is, was phenomenal in that game. Absolutely fantastic. Now, I see B-Bird calling up in there. Let me get B, I, let me get B-Bird on before I go. B-Bird's the original OG. I know B-Bird got something for me. What's good, B-Bird? Hey, what's good, Scott? Can you hear me good enough? I can hear you fine, brother. Okay. Um, I just wanted to say one thing, man, and... Uh, you know, us fans, we really want, you know, the women's game. It's a show-improved game for us and this, that, and other. But if I'm the organization, man, I am not putting that much emphasis on this game. I'm going to act Ooh. like it's a regular game. Oh, yeah. um, the, reason, the reason why, man, is because if you put all your eggs in the basket and, and we don't win, then now you got it's a crash, right? And That's so what you, I was you saying. Just go and act like it's a, like it's a regular game, man. And the, the players know that, hey, we lost to this team two times, this, that, and other. But as an organization, as a coaching staff, you put the same amount of emphasis on this game as you do the charge game coming after that and the ones before it. Act like it's just a regular walk in the park. Don't make it anything special because once you build it way up, and then if, if things don't go right, because you're going to have to see this team again, man, to get to where we want to go. And so we want to we want to make that's this our where, Super Bowl. That's, that's where the conundrum comes in, though. Like, because there's a part of me that yeah. agrees with that, right? Like, you don't go about your preparation differently. You don't you don't even try to use a bunch of bullet bulletin board material, right? But I do think you do have to address this game, in, in my opinion, with a different certain uh, sense of urgency. So there, part of me I agree. Like, like you can't over treat this game. And Mike is the one who said going into last week, we well, got to treat every game like the Super Bowl. So they already have that mentality. But I don't think you can ignore the fire. I don't think you can ignore the the that energy of losing to them the last two weeks. I think you need to harness that. You need to you 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 watch Marvel movies. You know about Black Panther? Uh, not really. Okay, so Black Panther has I do a know suit about Black where Panther. I watch that. Yeah. Okay, he absorbs all the energy, right? And then so so if you're hitting him, if he's getting hit, falling around, he absorbs the energy. Then boom, all that energy comes out, and he's basically blasting uh, with his his powers. Uh, his his enemies or whatever, right? And I think the Cowboys need to use that, harness it. They don't need to be out in the media, and they're they're not going to be at, you know saying these things. They're going to be asking them. They don't need to be out in the media giving them bulletin board material. Mike could only be on his podcast talking about something about to stop the Niners or nothing like that. But internally, I do think they need to use that to their advantage and go out there and play like rabbit dogs and prove something to themselves. So part of me agrees, but there's another part that I, I don't want them to just act like this is a normal game because it ain't. There's going to be a bunch of litmus tests throughout the season. I should say a bunch, a handful. This is one. This ain't a normal game. Yeah. So I, this is not, yeah. don't go in here acting like it's Arizona. Don't go in here acting like it's no, no, New England. It ain't. 
This is the San Francisco 49ers 4-0 on the road, Sunday night football. They beat your ass twice in the playoffs. I need you to come out with that energy is all I'm saying. So the thing about that is I agree with you on the players, right? But I just think that as an organization, I don't treat it that way. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I just don't – I wouldn't want the effects of what would happen if we do lose and how that would – you know what I'm saying? You put all your eggs in that bag. You've seen that before. Uh, I think last year uh, our apex was the uh, uh, Minnesota game. And so that was our litmus test and, and this, that, and other. We destroyed them. I think we kind of made a turn after that. But I just – I just, I, I kind of like to keep everything even keel if I'm the coaching staff, if I'm the front office, and, and let the players – be rabbit and understand what, what the effect's going to be or whatever. It's just, it's just my opinion, Scott. I'm, I'm going to let you go. I'll, I'll continue to listen, bro. Right, I man. appreciate you. Yes, sir. Now everybody want to call back in. Uh, I don't care about the front office. I don't care about the organization. When you say organization, I don't care about the front office. Look, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, they go go on radio to talk. I don't care about that. Uh, the coaching staff, they ain't, they're one of the most even-killed coaching staffs we've ever had, so I don't really worry about them. I think they're going to continue to do what they do. So, like you said, it comes down to the players. I don't want them to treat this like another. I'm just, I'm just, I just can't, can't do it, can't do it. This, this is a game that means something. Now, what you don't want, you what you don't want is if they lose, you don't want them to do what he said, like oh everything crashes down. Like you're going to lose games, man. You just are games that you get up for. You're just going to lose those games sometimes. How do you bounce back from them? How do you bounce back from losing to Arizona, right? You came back and you played well. Uh, but I, I can't look at this if I'm in that locker room as just another game. And them guys aren't, you know. Them guys aren't. Organizationally, I don't care what Eric, Jerry Jones and them dudes say. I, I don't listen to them as much anyway. Uh, coaching staff-wise, I agree. I don't think you want to go overboard in preparation. But I do think by week five, there's things you haven't ran. There's things you haven't they haven't seen that I do think you could bring out in this game because it's an important swing game. There's swing games throughout the season. Uh, he said he said Minnesota. I don't know if Minnesota was the one for me, but there's swing games throughout the season, and this one to me is a swing game. All right, with that said, now we're going to head up out of here, man. And hit this goddamn on button. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I got you, dang. I'll see y'all later on Vox Lombardi Live. Mo will be back on A to Z Sports Prime Time, 8 p.m. Central. I'll be back tomorrow morning for Koye Wednesdays. Make sure y'all come on through. We'll be breaking down this game from top to bottom. Starting off. We out of here. Love y'all. Peace.